Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibos. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week of the Amiibos podcast. I am one third of the trio called the Amiibos. I'm your host, Damon along with my wonderful two younger brothers, Jared and, Jer- Jared and Jeremy. Fellas, how we feeling? How well, we feeling tonight? We feeling good, brothers? Well, I'm not feeling great if you, the fact that you just um, threw out my government name. But hey, man, it's 85. We're live. Jared, also, you said your name like on this. What's this? This is like our 60th I know, episode. I know. I you know. Said, people, but you, but you said it. You said it so name. professionally. You know, yeah. I prefer to be announced as 85, a.k.a. Statman. I'm sorry. Me bros podcast. It's, it's cool. I'm good. I'm still I'm locked good. in the sales name and mode. Sorry. You sorry. are. You are. You're about, uh, to, you're about to release me about 20 man. cars right now. Yeah. You know I, I'm mean? feeling good right now. You know, I uh, okay. my Texans got a dub. My Tigers about to go hey, ahead and be up on Hey, br- yeah. bring bring the excitement down though. It's a somber moment right now. <laughs> it's a somber moment. Uh, I, yes, Jer- you got way too much energy, Jeremy. I'm I'm like 2003 Kanye. You're like 2009 Kanye. So like you're you're in the uh, in in the dark mode. Yeah, you know why? You know why I always find these moments funny. Funny is because yeah, my Panthers didn't do much, but they only play one less week than the Saints. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Jeremy, how you feeling, bro? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you guys, you guys went on and hired a coach that couldn't even win in the Big Twelve. So I mean, you might have had a worse week than us. <laughs> and you paid him seven years, sixty million dollars. <laughs> hey, we turn, he turned around a one and eleven Baylor team. Hey, he turned and he know. turned around. A, he turned around a one one and ten Temple team, and he came from the NFL. I like the hire. I mean, well, if you if well, you fire a riverboat, look. if you fire a riverboat, you've got to you've got to go on the edge and hire somebody like this. Like if you fire a riverboat, you can't go and hire McCarthy. You can't go hire Garrett. You got to like say, Why all right, I really want to, I really want to be be like totally on, uh, like all in on hiring the new age type quarterback. So you know, we'll see what happens. All that I'm worried about, and all that I care about rather, is that we bring back Cameron Newton. Um, but yeah, well, Damn, guys, I, I just want to throw this. I just want to throw this out. You said he turned okay. around a, a one in eleven. Actually, uh, the last year it was one in ten team. The season before, yeah. Can I tell you uh, who the coach was well, when they the were crazy one in ten? Thing about it, Jared, Jeremy, it was with the same players. But who was the coach when they were one in ten? Jeremy, he was, but it was his first year. So, <laughs> his first year. Here, here's the thing, oh. Jeremy. You can Jeremy, say that like he, he gets the Baylor like a tennis team. In college, and you guys sucking, and next year you guys running with the MEAC with the same players. Yeah, like basically, I mean, this, that's this all coaching. He, he, he instills his culture. But they didn't culture. win. But here's the thing he, he gets there. They're, they have all these sanctions from the whole Art Brow scandal where they're, they're it's a whole Title IX scandal where they're losing scholarships, et cetera. Nobody wants to go there. Terrible culture. He goes one and 10. Next year goes six and five. Next year goes eleven and two this year, eleven and three. I think he lost that last game in the bowl to Georgia, and he didn't have nearly the talent of, of a lot of these other teams. I think it's a good hire, but seven years is a long time. But hey, here's here's the positive: seven years. Well, what has he done? What has he done that Greg Schiano didn't do before he went to the league? But Jeremy, here's the difference though: 
Uh, Greg Schiano, and I, I think Greg Schiano still would be a, a pretty good coach, but Greg Schiano didn't have the, the temperament and the mentality. Um, I mean, I, you could say that, and you can say, what has he done that, that Jim Harbaugh hadn't done before he came to the NFL? And Jim Harbaugh was pretty successful in the NFL. Oh, um, Jim Harbaugh had li- literally adopted like the most talented roster in the history of football, but and didn't want to. Super let's Bowl let's go ahead and introduce the podcast. <laughs> we got a lot to get into, um, but as, as always, we like to thank everybody for tuning in to us another week of the Marvelous of Me Bros podcast. Shout out to you guys! Thanks for sharing us. Thanks for uh, you know following us on all our uh, social media platforms. But we got a lot to get into. Uh, obviously, the first weekend. Well, the first weekend of the playoffs was last weekend, the wild card games. Um, the Saints went down to the Vikings. Um, let's start. I'm going to let Jeremy get into his bag, but let's start with Jared right now. Um, what do you think about this game, how it played out? Um, shout out to Jared, too. We, you know, we were kind of on and off watching this game. He was helping me move. But, um, Jared, let's talk about this game a little bit before Jeremy can get into it soliloquy. First and foremost, shout out to D Mart on the, uh, on the new crib. Um, there are some tennis courts down the street that I will be grinding Damon out on very soon. Got it. Um, Got it. with that being said, here, here's what happened in that game. Drew Brees is six feet, not very tall, and he's not as athletic as he once was. Because it, one of the things that people don't realize is Drew Brees, especially at Purdue, but especially early in his career, Drew Brees is a pretty athletic guy. I mean, even, up until this year, he beat Zion Williamson in a three-point shooting contest at the Saints practice, which, which hey, we're, we're not going to get into um, the, the shooting prowess of Zion. But uh, one of the things about Drew Brees is he typically can maneuver the pocket to be able to find places to throw the ball, to step up into to make those throws. And I thought the Vikings outcoached the, the Saints by they took their two edge rushers, rushers in Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter, who are two of the most athletic edge rushers that they have, and they realized, they said they took some some uh, of the knowledge that they got from the Falcons game where Grady Jarrett just terrorized the inside of the, the Saints line. And they basically took their edge rushers, moved them inside, and said, hey, look, we know we can't get any pressure on the outside because Teron Armstead and R- Ryan Ramchek are both you know, either all pros this year or have made all pros and, and been all pro players when they're healthy. And it looks like from, from me watching the game, they were just able to create mm-hmm. enough pressure on the inside to where Breeze couldn't step up into the pocket. And I think Breeze got impatient. And, and, and to be 100% honest, this is what I think happened. Jeremy's probably going to disagree with me. But I, I, I'm i telling you, I, if you you had me bet my mm-hmm. salary, I'd tell you this is what I think happened. Taysom Hill got in the game. Taysom Hill, by the way, was awesome. I'm telling you right now, I would I would trade a second-round pick. I don't know if i trade a first, but i definitely trade a second-round pick right now for Taysom Hill. Um, he does everything. Um, he's what, what people thought Tim Tebow was going to be. Um, but – Taysom Hill got in the actually, game. Actually, there was on, in the game they said that Sean Payton came to Tim Tebow and asked him if he'd be interested in a similar role. Uh, when Tim Tebow was just leaving the Patriots after like getting cut, and he had no interest in it. It could have been exactly. Tim Tebow. And, and Tim Tebow, hey, look, he's a baseball player now, whatever. But I think he would have been fantastic in that role. But um, what I think happened was Taysom Hill threw a fantastic ball, even though. It's a little underthrown, but I mean, I think your your guy that called the ball, Harris, the, the return man, is just so fast. He's almost, and, and I'm not going to say he's Tyreek Hill, but it wouldn't surprise me if he developed into a Tyreek Hill kind of player as a receiver and as because Sean Payton himself said he he compared him to Tyreek Hill. Um, it didn't surprise me. He's not Tyreek Hill he fast, but he's, he's Tyreek Hill, Hill quick. Well, here's the thing. What I, I'm not sure what his forty is, but. 
he he's he's blazing fast. He he ran it. You know, he's not just fast. He ran an excellent route. Fake outside, cut back in on the post. Taysom Hill threw a long ball, which ended up you know leading to a touchdown that Taysom Hill blocked for after you know the right before he threw the long pass. Taysom Hill, I think, ran the ball for like fifteen yards. So as he was doing everything, I think Drew Brees looked at it, and I I don't think it was something where he consciously thought this, but I think Drew Brees was in his head. I can throw the deep ball too because they brought him in and threw the long pass. And what people forget is the last time they played the the Vikings, there was a long touchdown pass thrown, and it was thrown, and they, they lost that game. No, sorry, no, they won that game. They won that game, but the 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 touchdown pass, the long touchdown pass, was from Taysom Hill. And I think Drew Brees, at the end of the half, uncharacteristically, just took a shot that wasn't necessary. And I think one of the things that you see is, I'm not telling you, uh, you know, Drew Brees. Coming into the game was playing phenomenally. Last weekend, I in, in in the picks, I picked the Saints to cover, and the reason was because they were averaging like 38 points per game. So I'm not going to get on here and tell you that Drew Brees is done and blah, 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 blah. What I will say, though, is Drew Brees does not have the, the arm strength that he once had. And I think he can still throw the deep ball, but I think it's not as accurate as it once was. And I think he took a shot in double coverage with Tegan Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and And – you know, if, if he threw that ball to Michael Thomas, I'd have more um, – I'm not going to say sympathy, but I'd have more understanding. You just can't throw that ball in double coverage. And, and so if I'm asking who I'm going to blame for the loss, I'm going to blame Sean Payton somewhat uh, because Sean Payton, I didn't think he made great adjustments at all. Um, when the line, when everybody was – was they moved all the edge rushers inside, you should have left some more running backs in uh, to help with the blocking um, and figured that out. Two, I blame – Obviously, Drew Brees. Three, I blame the general manager, Mickey Loomis, for letting Mark Ingram go. Because I think one of the things that's been proven this year is Alvin Kamara is a fantastic running back. But he cannot be relied on to be the 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 guy who pounds the rock to get you all the yardage that, that a Mark Ingram did. I, I thought they, they had a, a fantastic connection. Mm-hmm. And I think, obviously, you can see now that Mark Ingram has, you know, blossomed in Baltimore. And I think... That same role, that void was missing, and they didn't feel comfortable with Latavius Murray. I think Latavius Murray isn't as good as Mark Ingram, and I think I think that was one of the main reasons. I think if they could have run the ball and dictated the the safeties to move up into the box, I think Drew Brees would have had more openings, but because they weren't able to run the ball and because they were able to p- provide a pass rush up the gut without having to bring extra rushers, Drew Brees panicked, threw a couple bad picks, or threw a bad pick and had a bad fumble, and uh, that was the end of it. And then you throw in – Obviously, I blame at least ten percent of it on the officials not calling offensive pass interference, on them misspotting the uh, the catch from uh, my guy uh, Thielen where he landed on the four, it slid to the two, and they marked it on the two. Um, and then um, you know it, it's, it's a tough break, man. Because I mean, don't don't, don't, forget, don't forget about the uh, the uh, touchdown that they gave to uh, Dalvin Cook when he was clearly short. He clearly was short, and it, they didn't even review it really. I mean. They, now, here's here's the thing, if you um, I, I try to. Let I, if, know I'm, that, if I'm not mistaken, that was if I'm not mistaken, that was a third down too, wasn't it? It was a third down, and and I tell people this, like this is this is my thought process. If if I go out, let's say I go out to a, to a party, I go out and I, I, I you know, D Martin, you know, me and D Mark go out, Jeremy's in town, and we go out to a club, and I decide, hey, look, I'm gonna stay at Damon's house. Right. 
And I, I and I don't call Nicole. Don't tell her where I'm at. It's 7 a.m. She wakes up and she's trying to figure out where I'm at. Now, if I don't have a phone and none of us have a phone, I still should probably try to figure out a way to contact her. But I have at least an excuse. The excuse is I didn't have a phone. My phone. I lost my phone. Whatever. Whatever happened. Right. That's understandable. But if I have a phone and I just choose not to call her and tell her, it's irresponsible. It makes it so much worse. And I compare that to if you're going to put a pass interference instant replay review in, it makes it so much worse if you don't use it. And an obvious pass interference, when the actual rule states anybody that extends their arm to create separation from a receiver, it is called pass interference. And literally, Kyle Rudolph extended his arm to create separation to, to catch the ball. I, I I was I I'm not surprised, but it's, to me, I think it's just laughable. Okay, so I'm going to get into the you know elephant in the room. Obviously, it was pass interference on in that last play. They should have moved it back. Probably third and fourteen. They probably kick a field goal. The ball goes back to Drew Brees. I feel confident Drew Brees probably gets a touchdown. If not, just at least a field goal. So, um. You know, that played into the game, but I'm not blaming the loss on the officials. I'm not going to do it because I've been telling Jared all season when he was saying, oh, yeah, that game's in New Orleans. They're going to get the calls. And the one thing I've been telling Jared all season is we get absolutely no calls in New Orleans. We got way better calls on the road because the officials get a hard time from the fans and then they just miss calls on purpose. So. Um, I expected that. That's the reason why we had a better road record this year than the home record, because uh, at home we don't get any calls. Overall, this game boiled down to three plays, in my opinion. Uh, Drew Brees' interception, which I completely disagree with Jared on. He's saying, no, man, Taysom Hill threw a long pass. We got jealous and tried to throw it. Dude's literally the, the most accomplished passer in the history of football. Like, he's not worried about Taysom Hill making a long pass. And in his interview the day from the day before with Aaron Andrews, he said, basically, physically, I'm diminishing. I'm trying to slow it down as much as possible. But at this point in time, I have to just beat people with my brain. So he understands that. The reason why Taysom Hill made that pass is because they knew there was going to be a deep route that he wasn't capable of throwing. So um, I, I disagree with that point, but it was a dumb pass that he threw. I, I have to assume he was fooled by the coverage. Um, I don't think he was just trying to force it into double coverage. I think he had to be fooled by a safety dropping or something, something that happened on that play. Um, that's the first big, big play. The next big play. So they score a touchdown with 36 seconds left. Deontay Harris, uh, the best kick returner in football, takes the kickoff return back to the Vikings 40. Then Drew Brees completes a 20-yard pass to Michael Thomas down to – I think they're on the 26. And uh, Will Lux comes in and misses a 43-yarder to tie the game before the half. That was huge momentum. Uh, he makes that kick. We get the ball back as a tie game, whatever. But they go into halftime up um, with the momentum from us missing that kick. Then they score a touchdown coming out after we punt, and they're up 10 points as opposed to just being up seven if it happened. Likely we probably uh, – or it may not even go that way if they make that kick. So that's the second big play. The third big play was Drew Brees' fumble. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he's. He, I still don't think he has full grip pressure back from his from his hand surgery. He's still got the uh, cast on his hand um, or on his thumb. 
And basically, he didn't even get hit that hard. The guy, Daniel Hunter literally hit his elbow, and the ball came out of his hand. So, um, but he saw Daniel Hunter coming, and he was trying to, he was trying to uh, move around, and he didn't tuck the ball. You got to tuck the ball in that situation. So those are the three biggest plays, in my opinion. Um, Sean Payton called literally an awful game. Um, I'm a huge Marshawn Lattimore fan. I think he's a great player. I think he's probably a top two or three cornerback in football. There's one person in the league he can't guard. Every time he goes against Adam Thielen, he gets eaten up. Every time. I've seen him go against Julio a million times. I've seen him go against DeAndre Hopkins. I've seen him go against Mike Evans. I've seen him literally go against every good receiver in football, and he does well. Except every time he goes against Adam Thielen, he gets eaten up. I don't know what it is. I mean, Deion Sanders couldn't guard Michael Irvin. So, I mean, it's, it's maybe, maybe one of those things. But um, but every time he goes against Adam Thielen, he gets eaten up. Um, first, I'll, I'll go through a couple of things. I'm not going to go too long. A uh, few people I'm blaming. If I'm laying, laying out blame, I'll give Breeze a solid 30% of the blame. I thought Breeze was um, awful in this game. I thought he was the third best quarterback on the field. I actually thought Taysom Hill was the best quarterback on the field. Um, everybody's giving Kirk Cousins so much credit. I mean, dude had, what was he, 61% completions in like 245 yards, and that's including that long bomb he had in overtime. So good job. One touchdown. Um, but I'll, I'll give 20% of the blame to Breeze. I'll give, uh, let's say, or 30% to Breeze, 30% to Sean Payton. thought Sean Payton got completely outcoached. I don't know what he was doing on offense. I said early in that game, this play calling reminds me of the game we played against Atlanta. I said that earlier because it had no creativity to it. If you got people that are getting pressure, how about put Deontay Harris in the um in the back in the backfield and have him run, run like run a quick route out or something like that, or have him uh you know like just sprint across the backfield and slow people down, thinking okay maybe he's running running outside things like that. If you still somebody lines their two edge rushers up on the inside, like if they decided to do that with the Forty ers this week. You know what Kyle Shanahan would do? He would run a bunch of outside zones. Run the ball outside. I'm going to attack the people who aren't good. And then they're going to – or we're going to run some sweeps. Uh, or, you know, basically what we're going to do, we're going to get the ball outside on the on the edges and say, okay, well, cool. Well, you guys aren't going to be out there, so what we're going to do is we're just going to go and dominate with this. So he didn't do that. I thought he was terrible. Um, 20% Jeremy, of the Jeremy, play. Really yeah. quickly, you also didn't mention it, and I forgot to mention this. The the clock management was awful at the end of the fourth quarter. You have two minutes and fifty something seconds to go. You have all you have a timeout. You let the clock run all the way down. Then they punt it. So then you get to the two minute warning. So you lost fifty seconds and the two minute warning just to not use the timeout. Then get all the way down twenty one seconds. Have a un like a unfathomable false start by by Alva Kamara, which was just boneheaded. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. So don't use the I don't, time out there. Go ahead. But 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 I will say this. I didn't mind them going down to the two minute warning. And here's why. I knew it was four down territory. Um, and I know how fast Drew Brees can score and how fast he scores generally in those situations. And the last thing I want to do was to be like the the Rams game last year where we got a field goal to to go up three even after that pass interference call and we gave up uh another field goal coming back with thirty something seconds left. So. I, I understand that to me to me just not trusting your defense is probably why he, he did that. Um But I would just think in in reality, even if you let's say you guys have what ha- what you think is gonna happen, where Breeze takes him down the field that quickly, right? Even uh-huh. if that happens, 
I mean, how quickly or I mean, if, if, if you recognize that early enough where you can be like, all right, we're going to score now, let's like do that once you get in the field goal range. Because like my thought was they just did. They did it so early and they were so far away. Like, I think the, the thought process should have been let's get Drew Brees the best, you know, the best chance we can at, um, you know, scoring a touchdown here on that drive. And what ended up happening was you didn't even have enough time to really get in a good field goal range. Cause I mean, I, as much as I blame Will Lutz for the missed kick before the half, I mean, a 49 yard kick to send it in overtime is a huge kick. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it is Will Lutz, it is. I mean, he's, he's the NFC pro bowler. Like he, he had, he had made 18 straight before he missed that, uh, that kick, uh, to uh this week so i mean that's what it's uh, one, one more thing so um 30 percent to sean payton uh 20 percent to dennis allen dennis allen called it an absolutely awful game i have this big issue I, I like dennis allen but he's so much greg williams that it annoys me to no end the blitzing stop no for blitzing. no reason yeah for no reason why are you blitzing stop blitzing like at the end of the day maybe if you want to man up man up and play safety help how about that because what what he likes to do is he'll call zero blitzes or he'll play zone. And the play in overtime where they had that long catch, because Lattimore was getting was getting eaten up by Adam Thielen, but it was on a bunch of like short six yard routes, eight yard routes. He wasn't giving up anything big. He was getting up he was giving up like these little short routes. Lattimore and Marcus Williams bumped heads on the play before. And Lattimore, I'm assuming, had a concussion. So Lattimore goes out of the game. The very next play, he calls a zero blitz, pulling Patrick Robinson from off the bench cold, and has him guarding Adam Thielen as he would with no safety up. Like that's just dumb. Like you don't get any dumber than that. So, um, I mean, it's it's one of those things of where I th- I thought he called an awful game. Jerry, you brought up Mark Ingram. We don't miss all. I don't think we miss Mark Ingram at all. Honestly, I think we've been. Poorly, poorly misusing Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray has been really good, and we just don't give him the ball. Like literally, he's doing exactly what Mark Ingram was doing, except they're not giving him the carries in order to do it. So, um, Alvin Kamara, I know there's this thing of, oh well, he just can't do it because he doesn't have Mark Ingram anymore. Alvin Kamara looked great for four weeks, then he got a high ankle sprain, and then he came back from the high ankle sprain, not the same. I don't think he's healthy at all. Um, I can see it in his movement. He's, I mean, he's not the same guy right now. He's second against touch. He, he goes down. So um, I, I, I don't think he's healthy. And then 10%, obviously, I'm going to give to the refs because the refs screw us like they always do. Um, just to go into the, you know, the whole entire New Orleans story, um, the very next day, you know, the, the, the Pelicans are playing and uh, they're down two and uh, Brandon Ingram gets – bring it into the, to the football? Yeah. Brandon Ingram gets fouled on a, on a layup with uh, with 0.5 seconds left, um, down two. Mm-hmm. So he should have been going to the free throw line and shoot two free throws. They don't call the foul. Alvin Gentry challenges. They uh, uphold the decision and say it was not a foul. And then the next day on the two-minute report, they came back out and said it was a foul. So that's – Yeah, it was a clear foul. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you guys have, have uh, over the last, I would say, 24 to 36 months, you guys have been getting some bad calls all, all around. But – you know, you guys, like I said, <clears throat> it makes me feel great knowing that our division rival only played one week uh, extra than my team. So, right. well, let's talk David, about these David, if, it make, if, it, if it makes you feel any worse, 
Um, if Breeze won the, uh, if if Breeze won the Super Bowl, he's probably going to retire. Now you got to deal with Drew Breeze again, so that's probably two extra L's in y'all's oh, calendar. You got to deal with the guy who can't throw fifty yards. <laughs> I like, I like, I like Drew Breeze. I hope he comes back healthy. But let's start talking about some divisional round matchups this week. We have Texans at Chiefs, Titans at the Ravens, Seahawks at the Packers, and the Vikings out in uh, San Francisco facing the Forty ers uh, let's start with you, Jeremy. Which team do you feel like is most likely to be upset? Go. Most likely to be upset? To me, this is the easiest question of any of them. It's the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers haven't had impressive wins all year. Their only two, their two best wins were both against the Vikings, and the Vikings, for some reason, Kirk Cousins played absolutely awful in those games. I mean, the Vikings, for some reason, could not beat their division teams because they had six losses, and four of them came against the Bears and the Packers. So, uh, for some reason, they they did well against the Vikings, but every other team they played against that was decent, they lost. Um, And this time, they're going to be going against Russell Wilson, someone who has extreme playoff experience. He's a much better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers at this point. At this point, Aaron Rodgers is probably not a top-ten quarterback. Um, I, I know everybody still looks at it. Go, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees had more touchdown passes this year than Aaron Rodgers. He missed six games. At the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is not the same guy he used to be. Um, so I think the Seattle is the is the best bet on who's gonna who's gonna get an upset this week. All right, Jeremy. Uh, I appreciate that. So, out of all those games, who do you feel like is a surefire dub? Out of those four matchups. The surefire dub is also in the NFC. The 49ers are going to absolutely destroy the Vikings. The Vikings, like, this, these are the things I like to look at. When you when you are better on the field, how much do you actually win? I agree win with by? you. Because I, think, I think the 49ers beat Vikings very uh, convincingly. Yeah, I do too. I think Kyle Shanahan actually put some play calls in that actually have some, some type of uh, – some type of creativity. But just looking at it from this perspective, if you look at the game uh, that they played against us, the Vikings outcoached us. They they beat us up on from their defensive line. I thought their defense outplayed our offense. I thought their offense outplayed our defense. And yet they still somehow ended up in overtime. Like, at the end of the day, if you outplay a team in all aspects – they had less penalties. They had less turnovers. All aspects. They outplayed us. It's somehow still up in overtime. And they basically won this game because they won a coin toss. So, at the end of the day, like, if you can't win, like, they're not going to do all that versus the 49ers. The 49ers are going to destroy them. And I, I actually have this weird feeling that Russell Wilson is going to get back to the Super Bowl. I think Russell Wilson by himself is going to get to the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. But I think the 49ers are the biggest lock. All right, 85, what you got in this, man? Who, who, out of these four matchups, uh, who do you have as the surefire upset, in your opinion, and who brings home the surefire dub? It's going to be a very shocking thing to you. I think, in reality, the Texans have the best chance of winning and pulling an upset. Um, Obviously, uh, that's my team, and so it's going to be a homer pick, but – you know, whenever you play a team that you Jerry, will you ever go against your favorite the teams you do well, that, that you like? Let, let me let me let, I mean, let me get to the point though, right? If if I'm seeing a team 
and we've already beaten them before this year, then I mean the <laughs> and we've already beaten them at the venue we're playing them at. Then I'm going to say that's probably going to be the, the the biggest likelihood of, of winning is you know something that's already happened before. Um, so I think if, if if we're looking at it from you know a place of just you know what what has the best chance, I'm probably going to go with that. I'm probably going to go with the 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 Texans being able to upset the Chiefs. Uh, the, the, there's a few things that that are going to be important to this game. Um, I think I said beforehand how important Will Fuller is to our offense. And um, Will Fuller didn't play last week. Um, he is expected to play this week, uh, but he's got a, a strained hamstring. And, and, you know, in reality, Will Fuller might have the weakest hamstring in the history of the earth. Um, it seems as if they, they're pulled just by the mere mention of playing football. Um, so let's just hope he's that gotta, he's back. Think about it. Dude's 170 pounds. Like, he's just trying not to get hit. Like, he's really not hurt. He's got growing issues. I mean, he, he's pretty much like uh, – like Steve Nash was when he was on the Lakers. Uh, apparently, I mean it, it's it's unfortunate that that's that's kind of the case of where it's been. Um, I mean it's at at this point he is really, um, you know he, he he's he's struggling he's struggling just to stay on the field and when he's there he's so good which makes it so disappointing. Um, and I think that's that's really what it boils down to is. It's a, it's a disappointment for him, in the sense that he just can't seem to stay healthy. And uh, if he if he can be on the field, obviously the the team is missing Titus Howard as, as the right tackle. Um, our offensive line gave up seven sacks last week. Some of those were on Deshaun. Some of those were on just the fact the offensive line was not picking up blitz as well. Um, but what I will say is, when I'm looking at the upsets, I think that's the one. Um, the Titans, the Titans as well could pull an upset versus the Ravens just based on the rest, et cetera. Um, but the thing is, these lines are getting outrageous. I got the Texans at minus 10, or sorry, plus 10 versus the Chiefs. Uh, I got the Titans at minus nine and, or plus nine and a half versus the Ravens. Nine and a half yeah, points. Jared, you just don't get there, the playoff there, games. There, there's something that you're missing about the, the Chiefs game of why they're getting these, these numbers. Yes, why is that? Is the Andy Reid after a bye factor? Andy Reid after a bye doesn't lose. He just does it. <laughs> I agree, except for the fact that he loses in the playoffs when he gets buys. When did he lose in the playoffs when he got a bye? He, he got a bye and lost to uh, – wasn't, wasn't it a bye when he lost to, to uh, Jason Garrett and the, uh, the, uh, the hapless um, – what are they? What are they called? The uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. It's no way that was a buy because the Cowboys definitely have not been to the conference championship since '95. So, uh, in order for them to get a buy, they would have put the Cowboys in the conference championship. Yeah, that's that is true. So, I, all I'm gonna say is this, and it wasn't a buy when they lost to, to Marcus Mariota. Either way, I just don't. I don't trust the Chiefs. And, and as much as I, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let me be real. Let me be real about our chances. It's gonna boil down to a couple things. One. I feel confident in the fact that Deshaun played well to end the game. He did not play well to start the game, but also we did not play well as a team, and I felt like we didn't get really solid play calls at all. Um, so when you looked at it, I didn't think we, we gave ourselves the best opportunities to win. Um, other side of it is, um, you know, we're going to have to be able to tackle. First half, we didn't make really any tackles. Um, I mean, it, it was a – 
It was, it was done. We just weren't making tackles. It was like point blank tackles there, and we just weren't making them. Um, that's a concern. The other thing is Bill O'Brien really doesn't give really any solid, you know, play calls as far as to get Deshaun open looks. He may have like some plays where he's like, oh yeah, he, this guy got open on this, but it's not, it's never the situation where it's like, oh man, did you see how Deshaun, how Deshaun got a screen pass and it ended up turning into a, no, no, no. It's always like a, oh, did you see how Deshaun threw a perfect 70 yard pass over top where DeAndre Hopkins got open? But it's it's never easy, and so um, those are my main yeah, concerns. I, I will say this though: there was times where I saw Deshaun, I saw open receivers, and Deshaun missed them, not missing them. Or like, I, I saw one play where them. he missed an open receiver. I, that was the the throw to Kenny Stills deep. I, I don't remember because he only had five incompletions for the game. He was twenty of twenty five. Yeah, I, um, I didn't think for the game. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think Deshaun was very good that game. Um, at the end, he came up clutch. I thought he was very clutch at the end. Um, and he's got the ick factor, but overall in the game, I didn't think he was playing well. I thought it was, um, early, especially early in the game. I thought he was uh, watching the rush way too much when he had time. He was he was pretty much running himself into sacks. Um, I, I thought he could have been a lot better early in the game, but kudos to him for coming back and and fighting through because that's tough for even veteran quarterback to do. But you know he's got that. Here, here's what I will say though: what what we have to do is one, we need to not punt to start the game, I mean, to kick off to start the game. Um, I'm so tired of us. Like, Deshaun, this is a stat that that is alarming. Like, And it's probably one of the most amazing stats you're going to see all year. Deshaun Watson has led more – has trailed more minutes this season than he's led. He's had five fourth-quarter game-winning touchdown drives. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that our defense starting the game – our team just don't come out prepared typically to start the games, which I blame on coaching. If you look at it, like I felt like we had the exact same start that we had last year. They got the ball, first drive, drove straight down the field, scored a touchdown. Deshaun touches the ball the first time he's down 7-0. And the same thing happened last year versus the Colts. Touched the ball, first time he touched it, down 7-0. Then last year, he didn't. He doesn't score on the first drive. They go back down, score another touchdown. He's down 14-0. They don't score on the next drive. They go back down. He's down 21-0. But, but Jared, this on- year, the defense, the defense is the reason y'all won that game. I can say it was partially the defense. No, it's the reason. I can't say it's the reason because the the, the Bills don't have a great offense and they have an excellent defense. So I yeah, as much scored, as y'all scored, they scored. Y'all, they only scored sixteen and and three of them were off of a turnover. Y'all gave it to them almost in the red zone. They scored nineteen. Uh, when was the oh the turnover was off of a, a yeah. Here's here's what I will tell you though. Off the fumble I from uh Hopkins. from from DeAndre. Yes, I. Like I said, I, I'm not telling you the defense didn't play. I thought the defense played pretty well that game. But what I'm telling you is this. The defense, if you're playing the Bills. The Bills obviously don't have a great offense. Um, they're they're known for a defensive team. Even versus Lamar Jackson a couple weeks prior, they held Lamar to 24 points. And one of those was uh, where they got the ball inside the, the red zone on a turnover. So, um, I mean, I think it's one of those situations now where, you know, you look at it and you say, we just can't get down to start the game. We trail too much. And I don't blame the defense. I blame the coaching because it's on offense and defense. They typically start off terribly to start the games. Uh, and it's it's something that we just can't have if we're going to win the versus the Chiefs. The other one, the lock, um, I would say that probably the biggest lock, I would say, probably the 49ers versus the Vikings. Kyle Shanahan, extra week. I mean, that would probably be probably be my uh, my number one on that the, one. The, the thing about it is, is that Kyle Shanahan was probably preparing to play – 
Seattle because I'm sure he didn't think it was any chance the Vikings were going to beat the Saints. So I'm not sure he had an extra week to actually prepare for the Vikings, but an extra week to call. I think you're giving yourself too much credit. But um, <laughs> let's talk about probably the most yeah, important he matchup. Didn't, didn't of assume the this coming week. three team would win in the in wild card week. <laughs> and that is the Clemson Tigers versus, versus the LSU. Uh, are they LSU Tigers? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah LSU Tigers. That didn't sound right. But um, <laughs> let's start with Jeremy on this topic. Um, what do you think is going to be the deciding factor? And uh, who do you think wins this matchup? It's, excuse me. To be honest with you guys, I think this is one of the most anticipated games that I've been looking forward to. Uh, probably in a, in a quite a quite a long time so um i honestly think lsu is going to win by uh 10 to 12 points um going on record saying that let's start with jeremy who do you have in this game and why do you have them and why do you have the other team losing um i've got lsu uh i got lsu by less than a touchdown um uh, L- lsu yeah lsu uh mainly because there's a quarterback from louisiana with the number nine so i got the Gotta go with him. No, um, I think uh, Joe Burrow this season has had the best season any quarterback has ever had playing college football, and I think he's gonna put the. I mean, those those seasons generally get capped off. You see Cam Newton, you see Vince Young, you see um, Deshaun Watson, Tua Valoa, you see Kyler yeah. Murray, you see. Yeah. Uh, well, no, those teams just played in sorry conferences. Um, Tua did last year. Huh? Oh, Tua. Our two had a, uh, I mean, two had a great season last year. But I mean, Jameis Winston. I mean, it's 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 plenty of those situations where that happens. Um, and I'll be one hundred percent honest. Clemson's defense did not look prepared in order to stop the pass against o- Ohio State, and they're going to get some much better passing de- uh, team um, in LSU. Um, I didn't like Brett, Brett Venables bringing six six player uh, pressure all the time in that game. I thought it was pretty silly. Um, in a lot of situations, and I thought they kind of got bailed out by a receiver changing off his right at the end of the game. Uh, but I think Joe Burrow is going to pick them apart, and I think this game is going to come down to how many points can uh, Trevor Lawrence put up. I think the Trevor Lawrence's running ability is going to be big, but Trevor Lawrence better keep his head on the swivel because LSU has safeties that hit. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I would not be surprised if Clemson wins. Um, I told Jared earlier. I think uh, LSU, if on a neutral field, probably or normally will probably win fifty-five to sixty percent of the time. But I think there's no way that Clemson is going down to, to New Orleans and beating LSU there. Well, let's let's look at the facts. As much as you want to say about, oh yeah, look at what what Ohio State was able to do, and they played a pretty good game. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny they played pretty well. But let's be let's be honest. Ohio State had 16 points about – I mean, they, they scored 10 on the first uh, the first six minutes of the game, six, six minutes and change. They didn't score but one more touchdown the next 53 minutes of the game. And I thought one of the things that you saw in the Ohio State game was Brett Venables makes adjustments. He went with a three-man rush for the majority of the game. And then after you watched it, what did he do? I'm sorry, he went for a four-man rush for the beginning of the game, and he switched to a three-man rush and was able to generate pressure by simply making the adjustments that he needed to make. 
And I, that's what Brent Venables is going to do. Brent Venables is one of the, if not the best defensive coordinators in the history of college football. Um, if you look at it, he's, this is his ninth national championship game he's being the de- defensive coordinator for. Um, his teams typically are able to, to confuse quarterbacks. And as much as everyone talks, oh, oh, look at Ohio State did. Ohio State was the highest scoring offense in college football above LSU. And Ohio State they, they actually weren't. They were they were not. The number one scoring offense was actually tied between LSU and uh and Oklahoma. No, going into the game, the number one scoring offense was Ohio State at 49 and change. Oh, LSU was at 48 and change. And LSU, I mean, Ohio State who was averaging 49 and change had 23 points. And I think when you look at it and say, "All right, well, what <laughs> which one is more likely?" Is it more likely that LSU is going to be able to, you know, crack the code on, uh, you know, the the entire plan that that Brent Venables, one of the best defensive coordinators in the, in the history of college football, does, or is it more likely that the team that has probably the advantage at most every position is going to be able to win? And I'm going to say that's probably the way it's going to go. The team, if you matched it up and you said, "All right, let's look at the position for position." Clemson probably has at least a push at every position outside of. I mean, I, I, I have to look at it and see which one do they do, do they not have. Um, it, it probably quarterback receiver would be a, quarterback at worst case is a push. Trevor Lawrence has the last the last eight games has zero turnovers and has twenty four touchdowns. There's nobody playing better than Trevor Lawrence. Jerry, but and you, if Jerry, the draft was happening today, Jerry, but you're but Jerry. At the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence ain't played nobody except Ohio State in the last eight weeks. But, Jeremy, who has Joe Burrow played this decent on defense? Georgia, who was number one in the country. Georgia's not decent on defense. Yeah, they're great on defense. They were number no, one in the not. country. No, they weren't. They were Jared. never number one in the country. It was between Jared, Ohio State were. and Clemson the entire time. No, no, it was Georgia. Georgia was literally – Georgia and Clemson were the only two teams in the country that had not given up more than 23 points in the game. Before that game. Yeah, and Clemson still hasn't given up more than 23 points in a game. Clemson still hasn't. Huh? And Clemson is the team that literally – I said Clemson still hasn't given up 23 points in a game. More than 23 but y'all points. ain't played LSU. And Clemson is on. But we just played Ohio State. Tell me, tell me one thing. Has LSU played one team this season? One team that's good on offense and good on defense? You've asked me that a bunch of times. Probably not. But they so, play good offenses. So everybody and they play good defenses. And they – Scored a lot but of points against good offenses. There's, and there's one thing we can't de- deny. Clemson has a good offense, and Clemson has a very good defense. And I think when you look at it, and you, you match it up, and you say, all right, if you want to say Joe Burrow, I, I, no no GM would take take Joe Burrow over Trevor Lawrence right now. They wouldn't. Um, two, just talent. But not even just talent. Joe Burrow, I've seen Joe Burrow play bad and lose games. I've never seen Trevor Lawrence play bad and lose a game. I've never seen Trevor Lawrence lose a game, period. Uh, no, it, Jared, but before Trevor Lawrence got there, the, the quarterback before him won the title. The the quarterback before that. No, the quarterback to, before him was, got was to the Kelly Bryant. The, the, all right, so Kelly Bryant got to the playoff. Kelly Bryant on a regular team can't even get Missouri to, to a bowl game. At the end of the day, Clemson uh, winning the no, last on his own. He can't get I'm not giving Missouri credit to a bowl game. He can't get Missouri to a bowl game because Missouri is on bowl ban. Okay, so I'll put it this way. You talk, you're trying to pretend like, okay, he's not never lost a game because he's that good. If he was that good, why didn't he win a uh, state championship this last year? Oh, he won it the first three years, and he lost his senior year. Okay, so he lost. <laughs> that's, that's high school football. At the yes, end of the day, all I'm saying is At the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost a game in college. 
and you're betting that he's going to lose a game. I mean, he's really only he's really only played three. He's really only played three. Jeremy, here's the thing: Clemson versus really, SEC really, team. Really, their last really ten only games two because it's really the Clemson in their last last ten games versus SEC opponents are nine and one. That includes two wins over Alabama. That includes two wins over Auburn. That includes two wins over Texas A and M. Literally, this whole notion Texas, of but, but it includes like four wins over South Carolina. Like at the end of the day, uh, just looking at looking at that, yes, you guys, have, Clemson has been good. I'm not taking anything away from Clemson, but Clemson does have the the LeBron advantage of hey, we don't have, really have to grind at all throughout the season because we play a bunch of nobodies, and then we get to the end of the year fresh. Like that's what Clemson has the advantage that nobody else has. Like that that that's but, a thing. Is that not the exact same thing though that's that's happening with with LSU right now? No, they play in the toughest conference. Jimmy, they play in the toughest conference, but you just mentioned they didn't play one team that you thought was good on offense and defense. But Jared, there's how many good how many teams are actually good on offense and defense in this country? In the country, yeah, I would say there's probably three. Three. It's Ohio State, right. Clemson, and South Carolina. So I mean, and we Ohio just played one. So, so we can say Clemson's you know, played a team that's good on offense and defense. They, and, and, they I, and, I, and, and I could say that Clemson was fortunate to get through that game on some questionable calls. And I was bet on Clemson. You, you could say that. Clemson, but I, I, you can say questionable calls. But I still don't think that Clemson loses that game regardless. I, just, I really don't. At, at the end of the day, this, this is all I'm saying about the, the, the Clemson – you can say, yeah, well, you know, we only gave up 23 points. True. We gave up like 600 yards. At the end of the day, LSU is not getting down in the red zone and getting stopped like Ohio State did. They're not going to just do that. And well, you do you're it. assuming that. You have, you've never, I, I saw LSU struggle to, 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 to score points versus, uh, versus Auburn. But, I mean, you bring up Auburn back then, and I can say, well, I saw Clemson struggle to put up points against North Carolina. At the end of the day, right. that was a long time but, ago. The Auburn game wasn't nearly as long as the the, the North Carolina game. Mm, I think North, it was. North Carolina game was week three. Let's see. LSU was. Oh, that was before Halloween. I don't think it was. But even it's, what I was it's October the twenty sixth. So it's October twenty sixth, and since then they've played who? Ole Miss, Arkansas. Like they 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 basically played nobodies. So uh, they played Alabama. Say, <laughs> Alabama this year lost to Auburn. Alabama's not good. I told you guys on the podcast. I said Alabama's with Dylan Moses being out at their linebacker position. They're not good on defense. They're going to lose multiple games before the end of the season. I I, I was not Jared. Jared, they lost multiple games because of their quarterback went out. They lost multiple games because they gave up forty four or forty eight points in both losses. Uh, well, well. They gave up 48 points in both losses. One of the games, the one that Tua didn't play, 14 of those points were, two, were pick sixes that the quarterback threw. They lost that game because Tua didn't play. Jeremy, but Auburn's averaging like, what, 20 points a game with a rookie quarterback? They, they lost that game because their defense sucked. Okay, Jared. So so you're telling me that Tua would have played, they would have lost. Oh, let me, go, let me go through my prediction for the actual game, though. I'm going to agree with, with former – Rose Bowl MVP Ryan Leaf, who said he thinks Clemson's going to win the game by double digits. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say that Clemson wins this game. Uh, I'm going to say a score of 45 to 31. 
I like Joe Burrow. Here's the problem. Joe Burrow has never seen a defense like Brent Venables runs. Um, I think the, the – Jared, all your whole, your whole argument when you talk about this game is Brent Venables. Yes. Brent Venables hadn't put on a set of pads. It, he was. He's 60? Did he play college football? Yes, he did. Dude, if you really think that Brent Venables is the decision maker and is going gonna, is gonna to be the deciding factor in this game, you're crazy. Brent Venables is going bet to bet on, on the fact that Brent Venables is going to win you some money. On Brent the Venables game. is going to win me money on the game because Brent Venables is like having it's like having Bill Belichick as your coach. Like you can say, oh yeah, but it doesn't, but it does matter. Like Brent Venables is going to confuse Joe Burrow. Why is Joe He's Burrow not. good all of a sudden? Have Have we ever seen a quarterback go from being an average quarterback to a first? He was not an average quarterback. quarterback. He was an average quarterback. Jared, no, Jared, Jared, coming to the season, coming I, to the season, Todd McShay said they had a six. Todd McShay was wrong. Grade on him. Yeah, he's wrong. Um, Jared, last year, what was his numbers? Why are you bringing up anything at the beginning of the season when these Jared, guys go on the SEC? I literally, That's I literally, I, I'll pull up my Facebook post in his second game at LSU last year, week two. I said LSU finally got a quarterback. That was during the second week. Keep in mind, last year he got to uh to LSU like five weeks before before a season started. They said that they were actually having to teach him the playbook throughout the season. They just put him in because he was by far the best quarterback. So maybe his improvement is hey, he actually knows the plays now. But Jeremy, here here's what you're not you're not noticing though. And I and I like Joe Burrow. I'm not telling you Joe Burrow's not good. But if you look at every, what everyone says is the reason why that, that offense started clicking, it's because Joe, uh, Joe Brady came there and he made it easy concepts to where he could read defenses as quickly as possible. He started going on a lot of empty sets at wide receiver. He started going with a lot of, hey, let's just play this, this design play right here where we know exactly it's a safety on a receiver, which Oklahoma did, which was stupid, where they have, oh, Jamar Chase, the, the guy who won the Blitnikoff Award, matched up with a safety one-on-one with no help. Um, the, Clemson's going to confuse him. They're going to bring a safety he hasn't seen before. They're going to bring a corner on a blitz he hasn't seen before. They, that, that's just going to happen. And so when it happens, you know, will, will they be prepared for it? And I think that's what, that's what the game's going to boil down to. I don't think he will. I, I, just, I really don't think they will. Jer, um, I just want to point out something to you. So, um, you're saying, Oh man, they're just making these easy concepts. Is Joe is Joe Burrow not throwing perfect passes? 35, 40, 50 yards downfield. He's throwing perfect passes, but it's he's it's literally throwing back shoulders thirty five yards downfield. But that's that's the reason he's th- he's on the run, running out of bounds, and throwing a and throwing a back shoulder fade where a guy can jump back forward against Oklahoma. That's a, that's the reason why they're they're successful because Joe Joe Burrow is but he's making throwing, he's throwing a lot of risky passes that would be intercepted if he played versus good defenses. That pass he threw running out of bounds where he lobbed it up in between the, the, the safeties who just got lost. Throw it up with Isaiah Simmons near him. Throw it up with, with A.J. Terrell over there. I, I'm just telling you, be prepared. Do not waste Yo. your money on LSU. It is one of the easiest mm. bets you, you will see. You told me not to waste my money on Pitt tonight, and they beat North Carolina. And no, I'm I didn't tell I you that. I told you. I said, I don't, I'm not sure. I said, I think it's a trap game. So I said, I wouldn't bet either one of them. I definitely did not tell you not to waste your money on Pitt because – I definitely don't have any any confidence in UNC's basketball abilities at this point. Oh yeah, the program's dead. All right, fellas. So uh, we definitely got to see what's going to happen on this game on Monday. I know I'm excited. Uh, like I said, I think I, I have. Uh, I think uh, LSU is going to pull through by 
you know, almost two touchdowns. But we'll see. You know, I wouldn't be mad at Clemson one. But let's talk about these picks. 85 uh, was one, one and two last week, down 300 bucks, and he's up 2,100 bucks for this for the season. Excuse me. Jeremy, 0 and one, down 600 last week, probably due to the Saints, and he's up. Yep, that's the only game I bet. And he's up 200 for the season. Uh, let's talk about these games, guys. If you have any thoughts, and let's talk about who you guys got. Well, we already talked about who you guys got coming. I, I don't know. Are we ending this season after this week, or are we going to go through the playoffs? You guys tell me no, how we're you're going through the playoffs. Through the gonna, playoffs. Gonna, All right, so let's, let's talk about it, Jerry. Let's kick it off, man. Who you got? Who are your picks going into this week? Um. So let, let's – well, first off, let me just kind of go through the games I had last week just so we can kind of have this. Um, I went – I kind of got robbed. Obviously, I went with the the uh, Eagles. Um, that's an unfortunate break when you know you you pick the Eagles and then all of a sudden uh, Carson Wentz terraces or you know gets a concussion because Jadavion Clowney wants to hit stick him on Madden in the back of the head while he's going to the ground on a slide, which I have no idea how it wasn't penalized. Um, so that's that's unfortunate. Um, and then you throw in the Texans. I said in the, on the podcast, I said, hey, you know, I think it, I said, I'm, I'm going to take the Texans at minus three. I said, it's probably going to be a push. It was a push. Um, so I didn't get a, a win on that one because they won by three. Um, the other games, I said at the time, I said, I thought, I felt very confident in the, uh, the um, Titans to be able to beat the Patriots straight up, which they, they did. And then I said also um, that I felt really, really good about the matchup of, um, the uh the the Vikings losing to the Saints and that was the only one that I felt like I was really wrong on. On uh, the rest of them I felt like I was pretty much right. I just, you know, you, you catch some bad breaks, you, you you win some, you lose some. You know, starting quarterback tears is uh you know starting quarterback terror or gets a concussion. It's kinda is what it is. This week uh I still have twenty one hundred dollars. Well, they were gonna lose today. anyway, but still. I disagree. But hey, you know, you look at it, twenty one hundred dollars we're we're still up on the on the season. Um I'm still feeling really good about that. Um, we got we got some really big chances to win games. Um, I'm going to take this. I think this is going to be my game. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans minus ten. I'm going to I'm going to bet five hundred on that one because I think that one's easy. Out of twenty one hundred, I have left. I'm going to take three hundred and put it on the Titans minus nine and a half versus the uh, who who are they? They're the playing the Ravens, yeah. And then. Um, I think the other one I'm going to take, and I, I feel very confident in this one as well. I'm going to go with, uh, you know, we we have the the Seahawks are getting was it three and a half points, Jeremy? Yes. I'm going to take the Seahawks getting three and a half points versus the Packers. I mean, I think that's I'm not going to say it's easy money or free money, but I mean, it's all going close. Um, so so go ahead and put me in for those three games. I'm going to take three hundred on the on the the uh, Seahawks versus the Packers, even though I think the Packers are actually going to win. If you're going to give me three and a half points, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I, I can't turn down free money. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to go with the uh, – just, just to make sure know. make sure we're clear. Um, so did you say that you thought that the 49ers were the biggest lock of the weekend and then that's the one team you decided not to bet? So I thought the 49ers were the biggest lock, but they're getting a lot of points. Um, so I thought it was the biggest lock you're of the actually. I know a touchdown's a lot when you think about this. I watched the 49ers um lose a game to the Falcons. I watched them struggle versus some bad teams. And and I'm I'm unlike Jeremy in the fact of I don't think the you know, you you for some reason think that the the, the Vikings are terrible. 
Um, they can run the ball when Dalvin Cook is, is healthy. They are a dangerous team. Um, and so I, I believe he's actually healthy now and I'm going to expect him to be able to, uh, you know, to at least do something. I mean, I think, I think that's, I, I think he's going to put something together, you know? So I'm going to take the, the 49ers to win. I think it's the biggest lock, but I'm not betting it. You know, it's not one of the bets of the week. All right. Well, cool. Okay. Um, okay. So just throwing this out. So you brought up a good point. The four, the 49ers struggled against the Falcons and lost. Um, I, I would throw out that, okay, yes, um, they're going against their former, uh, Kyle Shanahan's former head coach when he was defense coordinator, when he was offensive coordinator for the 49ers. Um, also, Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator for, um, the 49ers came from, he was a assistant under, uh, Quinn in, um, in Seattle. So there's a lot of familiarity there. Um, I look at the Seattle losses the same way. Um, Quinn came from that tree. They have a very good understanding of how to play those defenses, things like that. Makes it really, really tough. And even to go into the Vikings versus Saints, the reason why Mike Zimmer generally does pretty well against Sean Payton defenses was because he was a defensive coordinator with the Cowboys when Sean Payton was offensive coordinator with the Cowboys. So they've seen each other in practice a lot. He understands a lot of concepts and a lot of what Sean Payton wants to do and how he's trying to orchestrate an offense. So um, there's a lot of different similarities that go along into these matchups. That's why a lot of times, I do try to take those into consideration. I didn't really think take it too much into consideration with the Saints game because I thought the Saints would destroy them regardless. But in this game, I see this being um, the one lock of the week. I am betting 49ers minus seven for two, the $200 I got left. Make my money. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess while we're talking about gambling, shout out to Pitt for covering for me this morning and or this afternoon. And uh, Pelicans just covered as well, man. Let's, let's get some money. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Hey, you back. You back. You I like fish grease. Um, but yeah, as always, oh, yeah. um, you guys have any parting words? Uh, I, I'm interested to see uh, how what the topic is going to be next week. Being that we have some very very pivotal games, we're going to see if Jared can come through with both his both of his teams, the Texans and the Clemson, uh, and and the Clemson, not the Clemson, but uh, Clemson. And I don't think Jeremy has any skin in the game. He's kind of like me, you know. We're all home. We're all fishing. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but with that being said, um, do you guys have any parting words or, or, or are we cool? I, I'm good. Yeah. I, I mean, I think obviously, you guys um, got any no big plans this weekend? Um, I, I, th- I, I, I think actually I'm gonna... do. So, uh, going just, just after, uh, the heartbreaking loss on Sunday, you know, I had to get my mind back together. So yesterday I decided to go do some hot yoga at Archeron. Uh, down the street, and uh, I feel like I really got my Zen back. So good for you. Was it? Uh, it was the Bikram style. You know, they don't really throw the Bikram name out too much anymore. You know. By the way, whoever's listening, if you have if you predator, haven't seen that uh, Bikram doc on Netflix, he's a nasty, nasty man. But it's a great doc. Uh, yeah. I suggest you guys check it yeah. out. Hey, I, I suggest you yeah. never say he's a nasty, nasty he's man. A, he's, he, he gets the nasty. Uh, <laughs> he's a nasty, nasty guy. I'm a, uh, but, but yeah, I did hot yoga, man. I'm, I'm gonna do it again on Saturday. So you know, um, hey man, I'm, really, I, might, I might start getting I've into got that. Some 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 things I want to be able to do with this extra flexibility, like I'm trying to oh. gain an extra ten yards with my iron. Hey, listen, my uh, we don't want to get too personal <laughs> here with your extra flexibility, yeah. okay? Um, but yeah, that's that's one of my goals too. Uh. One of my uh, <laughs> I don't like to say re- uh, resolutions, but 
2020, I'm going to take better care of myself, go to the gym, make sure I'm getting a lot more cardio. I might start popping in in the gym on Jared and just, you know, jaying him up. But yeah, I, I like that, man. I might, I might start my yoga journey with you. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, uh, Jared, you got anything going on this weekend? Anything uh, worth mentioning? Well, let me tell you, I'm going to work out really hard in the basement on um, watching four divisional playoff games and then the next day a national championship game. DMAR, we're probably going to be heading somewhere in Atlanta. For you guys that are listening in the Atlanta area, dude, what's what's Cam's spot? Um, Fellowship. So, yeah, we're going to be meeting at Fellowship on Monday. So if you're in the city, uh, Atlanta, that is, uh, feel free to join us. Shoot us a, shoot us a message on the on the IG, or if you got a number, we need to confirm up. though, D, because because what I've heard is it, is it is it closed on Mondays now for the most part? No, I was I there today. Video. I was there today. Okay. Um, it's closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, but let me check, um, see if they're going to be open on the on the national championship game. Um, so yeah, if you do, if you guys want to join us and watch the game, hit us up on IG, and if uh, fellowship isn't open, we will let you know where we are watching the game. So. Yeah, I, I would love for you guys to see Jared's face when Joe Burrow starts lighting up Brent Ven- uh, Vendermills, whatever his name is. Uh, but yeah, with that being oh, said, yeah. um, thank happen. you guys for tuning in to us another week. Make sure you follow us on IG, Me Bros underscore podcast. Share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. And that's all we got. So we are out. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. All right. Just. Just in case you guys were wondering, the playoffs have been canceled. We're not watching any more football.